Actually, that brings up a good point. How do you pronounce the capital of Kentucky? Is it Louisville or Louisville? It's Frankfurt. Good day and salutations. Welcome to the Bloodlines Podcast, your one-stop shop for horrifying gambling stories, aggressively mediocre gambling advice on everything from dodgeball to Denmark drifting races. I am your host, Brad Kirschenbaum, joined by the brother-in-law who has never seen an over that can't hit, Tyler Hammock, and supervised by our Chia Pet in the Corner, Producey Ali, the Sandro Man Godfrey. We are brought to you by Mortensen Mortuary with five locations in the tri-state area. Trusted for over 45 years to proudly bury everyone from that neighbor who won't cut that tree hanging over into your yard. Everyone to your son's football coach who won't give him enough playing time. Use promo code BLOOD at checkout for 15% off in a box of matches. That is B-L-O-O-D at checkout for 15% off in a box of Mortensen Mortuary matches. Mortensen Mortuary. You've been killing them and we've been burying them since 1976. Family owned and operated. Member FDIC. You can also follow us on Twitter at Bloodlines Picks. And if you have any punishment ideas, personal rants you want voiced, or general questions for the panel, feel free to email us at the Bloodlines Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be able to print most of those out and use them as toilet paper, but you never know. It might be some good content and we will put it on air. Uh, we'll also be posting the morning of each episode and drop all of our picks for you to track along. And most importantly, the updated results of the Bloodline Super Contest. Uh, remember that we're also finally on Spotify, so search Bloodlines in Spotify. That's two words, Bloodlines. And give us a follow there as well as turn on the notifications so you know when each new episode is released. And we plan to release episodes uh, either Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, or Thursday night, Friday morning. Really just depends. And on today's Tuesday rundown, we'll have a little weekend recap uh and last week because we never we weren't able to recap our tuesday picks on on thursday have a little boom roasted uh caesar's last stand a little hut pool recap and we will cover off some uh some of our midweek and any obscure picks that uh that you guys have Awesome. So let's, okay, let's start with the, the rundown. So we'll first go back to, to last Tuesday's picks. And uh, I see here we have a, a really packed uh, agenda. I don't know who put all this on. I don't know if that was you, Tyler, or, or Brad, but there's a lot to talk about today. So we're just going to roll through. We're just going to roll through all of these picks. Uh, starting again last Tuesday. So Brad, Ohio, 21 and a half and Giants and football team unders. You lost both of those. Uh, I only made one pick last week, and that was the Ohio Raging Cajuns game over 57 and a half. Uh, won that one. And then uh, Tyler of your three picks. So Padres, Giants, and again, the Raging Cajuns. Uh, you you won two of those. You won your, your Giants three and a half. Uh, Louisiana minus 20 and a half. And then you lost your Padres. So our midweek picks last week, we went three, four, six. 
I think it's safe to assume that if we pick a midweek baseball game, just do the opposite, whatever it is. I don't think we've hit a single baseball game this year. Well, only the real ones have known that because we said it from the beginning, or I know I've said it from the beginning. I've said there's that not, as well. There's not many skills that I have, but self-awareness is one of them. And I'm pretty sure on the first episode, one of the things I said I can't stop doing is putting little stupid five put $5 parlays of like eight mid midweek baseball games that never hit. So I've said it since the beginning that it's been a long dry spell since all the Cubs players were traded. I don't think I've hit a single baseball pick since honestly mid June. So, but which has only been like three or four, but yeah, no, that's fine. We just throw them out there for fun. Just go. I, I basically just say it. So the, so the real ones know to fade it. You, we say it, you fade it. That's your bumper sticker for the uh, episode. <laughs> Boom. Uh, okay, jumping into to our Thursday picks, uh, starting with the unders. Brad, we'll start with you. Nebraska, Oklahoma unders. Uh, you got a W there, and then the Bucks, Falcons. You lost that one. Uh, can, I, can I just point out how badly I lost Bucks, Falcons by? Like that may be one of my worst under calls ever. I think that was over by thirty points. Do you remember the the theory going into? Why you wanted that under? Was it more so just the Bucks defense is awesome and you don't like Atlanta? Yeah, that was that was the general thought process. The Bucks yeah. defense is good. The Falcons aren't going to be able to run the ball at all. They're going to have to throw it. They're going to they're going to struggle. I so, did not see a tight game going into the fourth quarter. Speaking of Falcons running the ball, probably my most despised. We talked last week about my most despised Husker of all time. I think my most despised NFL player currently is Cordero Patterson. Um, after the last couple of years of him being on the Bears and basically us paying him, I think it was eight or nine million dollars a year just to run the ball out to the 27 yard line, which is essentially gaining two yards. Um, but he is now the primary running back for the Falcons. And he had a really nice game and was a big contributor to that offense. And I was even looking at fantasy this week. He's like, he's one of the top fantasy waiver wire pickups. Um, so that Falcons offense. Yeah, I'm with you. I did not understand where that came from um, can, or or how this guy is still gadgeting around the NFL. Can I, can I pop quiz you on Corderell Patterson for two seconds? I love how long has he been? How long has he been in the league? Okay, so the Vikings drafted him. He went off when he like I was rookie year, second year, and he was doing a bunch of kick returns. I'm gonna say he's been only like seven years, seven or eight years. So let's go like 2013, 2014. Very good. And how many of those seasons? That's the very, very good 2013. And how many of those seasons has he missed any games? Missed any games. Is this one going to be one of those like he gets paid because his best um, availability is availability? You betcha. Uh, so none or something like he, he missed know. one game in 2018 when he was playing for the Patriots, who I don't remember him playing for. OK, but otherwise he's played 16 games every single year. I, I that's it's, it's insane to me. Like he's he's the epitome of not good enough to get paid a ton of money but good enough to just like keep kind of filtering his way through the league. This guy's going to be in the league until 2024. There's going to be an 11 year, it's going to be an 11 year career. And then some idiot on a message board is going to be like, is Corderell Patterson a hall of famer? Absolutely not. Um, Did I, do you have his spot track pulled up or do you have his salary in front of you? Uh, I don't have his salary, but uh, so how much do you think his salary is? Um, let's see. Okay. Eight years in the league. I bet he's getting $7 million a year. 
so he's actually down to three. That's, that's um, a good number for him. That yeah. sounds right. Which actually isn't. It says the Bears were only paying him for a little over four million. That seems low. Nonetheless, sorry, Ali. We don't need to be a Cordero Patterson podcast here. But yeah, Brad, you suck. Not a great pick. <laughs> on that note, on that note, Tyler, uh, your unders: Broncos, Jags, Penn State, Auburn. Uh, you went two for two. Took a W on 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 both of those. A little foreshadowing. I took Penn State, Auburn, the overs. Fuck me. In uh, my unders picks, I went zero for two. So Titan Seahawks and Alabama, Florida. Alabama, Florida. I think the final score of that game was sixty, and uh, the over under was fifty nine. So. That was sick. Uh, another three for six on on that. Overs. Uh, Brad, Cowboys Chargers, Packers Lions. So Cowboys Chargers, uh, you took an L there. Packers Lions, uh, you won that one. Uh, Tyler, you, uh, you had three picks on the overs. So Pats, Jets, Cowboys Chargers, Ole Miss, Tulane. Uh, Pats, Jets, Cowboys, Chargers, you you lost both of those. Ole Miss, Tulane, got a dub. And that, oh, that was uh, 75 and a half. What was the final score of that game? Yeah. Matt Corral. Know. It was 62 to 22, I believe. And oh, I really? that's a little foreshadowing into uh, some TPI recap. That was a fantastic late night game over the weekend because um, there was a bad rain delay and it really didn't even kick off until like 1130 at night. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Awesome. And then my picks for the overs, South Carolina, Georgia, and yeah, you know it, Auburn, Penn State. So I, I got a dub on the South Carolina, Georgia, which is great. Took the L in the Auburn, Penn State. That puts us at three for seven uh, in the overs. And then our favorite, our lock it ups. Uh, so Brad, Oklahoma under team points uh, was 42. You got a nice W there. And Purdue, uh, you had seven to cover, but you took an L there. Tyler, you had well, you had four picks, um, all all NFL. So Steelers uh, minus five and a half took an L. Vikings four and a half W. Seattle minus five and a half L. Panthers three and a half. You got a nice W there. Uh, so oh, and then my pick the Jets, even though I had picked. The Pats, which you guys weren't too crazy about, even though the rules were not established. Um, so I ended up calling on the spot five and a half to cover. But, of course, I took a took an L there. That, three for uh, seven. Three for seven on this one. That punishment is going to is got to be looking real, real spicy in the horizon for you right now, Ollie. Yeah, it's been on the back of my mind. <laughs> Well, I oh, don't want just, to consume your everyday thoughts. Yeah, just keep picking one a week. And um, then at, at this point, I'm not really going to have to worry about anything punishment wise. And I'll just already uh, just send in my uh, yeah address to get that elf picture in the mail. Ooh, it's elf picture. Old, That's a foreshadow to boom roasted. It's the old uh, you don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the slowest person running from it. You know what movie I always think of when I hear that saying? Uh, do you guys remember Walk, uh, not um, not Walk the Line, Walk the Paddle? Or, yeah. Walk, walk the, the Line would be like, a hilarious movie for that to remind you of. No. Johnny Cash and Bears. I think it's Wait, Walk with that, the without Paddle. A, without a Paddle? Without a Paddle, yeah, with like Seth Green. Yeah, without oh, yeah. a Paddle. Do you remember when they're trying to like hide from that bear and Seth Green's like in the fetal position trying to act like the baby? And so the bear feeds him and he's eating like basically this like raw animal carcass. 
No. All right. No. Sweet. So this really didn't uh, slide into a movie movie podcast here. Well, great movie without a paddle. I'll uh, have to check it out again. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. So and yeah, on the um, super contest, things are looking good. I don't know the the Steelers game. I even texted you guys that I hated that pick that morning. Um, I really think we need to amend the rules a little bit. If that, if we personally have not placed the pick, then we can still change the. Uh, lock section for the amount of importance that we're placing on it. Brad, I'm looking at your face. I'm guessing you really don't care for this opinion. Listen, I got two thoughts. First, this is the second week in a row you've tried to get out of a pick in some way, shape, or form on a technicality. <laughs> yeah, I that's, exactly what I, that's exactly I, what I'm thinking. I'm I, I don't out like of this trend one bit. And if we get to a third week, I think that there's going to need to be some sort of penalty. Uh, that we can't have. You got to own your picks because as I, the I, there's school, nothing there's nothing I've said that is not owning my picks. No, that's true, but you want to be able to disown your picks. In the future, as before a game is played, I'm not going back and being like, oh, I said – I'm not saying take take the Raiders and then they lose and being like, oh, I actually had the other side of it. I'm owning the fact that I, I had that that uh, loss with the Steelers, but whatever. Nonetheless, we're, we're doing all right. Do we have the percentages of where we're sitting, Ollie, other than you at 0%? <laughs> no, but I'll get I'll have those updated for Thursday and I'll I'll report back then. Yeah, please please talk to Ernst and Young as they calculate. <laughs> oh, we got a we got a frozen Tyler. I see that. Yeah, this is a very seductive look he has here. Yeah, he really uh, does. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what was going through his head. Well, when he starts to be able to hear us again, I think we save the golf weekend recap for the bottom end of the uh, casual talk and get through um the other uh, the other related items first. Oh, he's back. He's waving. He's back. I, I, that was weird. I could hear you the whole time. All right. Did you? All right. Well, I'm glad, we're glad you're back, Tyler. Well, shout out to everybody that's uh, surviving with us through the episode number eight when we're still on Teams and the internet crashes just about every episode. But uh, it's part of our charm. It is absolutely. Uh, Tyler, I don't know if you heard me, but I say let's 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 save the two pines for the bottom half of casual talk and uh, and address the the other pieces of information here first. Well, don't we have? I'm sorry, but it's Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning. Don't we have boom roasted? Dwight, your kiss ass. Boom roasted. Pam, you failed art school. Boom roasted. Meredith, you've slept with so many guys, you're starting to look like one. Boom roasted. Did I skip? Oh, I did skip. Oh, we, we, we have I'm we sorry. have some dude about boom roasted. Yeah. Here, let me I mean, let me let, let me kick it off. Let me kick it off. Uh, hey, hey, Ollie, you have one. Boom, I've got, roasted. I've, I've got, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've got two. I've got two. Um, I had one, and then uh, another one just came to me, which is uh, my lock picks. Boom, roasted. Uh, <laughs> and then my my other two uh, is really to all the the Packers haters. Um, you know, saying that Aaron Rodgers retired after. Uh, coming in this season, didn't show up week one. So did you watch Monday Night Football? Boom roasted to all of you haters. Man, I'm so glad that this is the last year I get to hear you idiots talk about that guy. Um, and <laughs> just for him to future. let you down in the playoffs yet again. So that's all right. Have fun. It's going to be the last prance. Everybody pay attention to it. It's going to be a the great documentary. Prance. I like that. That's good. So... Sorry for the jingle jingle in the background. Lily wanted to make an appearance. Um, 
All right. So, Brad, you had more issues with smoking cookies this weekend than an elf in an oak tree during the dry season. Boom. Roasted. Minnesota Vikings kickers. We know that it has been a tumultuous political environment in Minneapolis for the last year. But for the love of God, can we please keep leaning a little bit too far left and a little bit too far right to the politicians? Boom. Roasted. Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure who is more pathetically proud of a nominal achievement. You, after winning against a dysfunctional winless Lions team, or a mom from a musical family when her dipshit son gets an infield single and rewards him with 10 extra minutes of television and an orange peel. Boom. Roasted. Ollie. I have not seen anyone struggle so hard to find a lock since I invited over my high school girlfriend to watch Saw 5. Boom. Roasted. Penn State. Wait, wasn't that one last week? Yeah, but it was my middle school girlfriend and saw three. Keep up, <laughs> asshole. Penn State, I'd be careful if I were you. The last time you got so much attention for how you performed against some boys with auburn hair, you almost lost your football program. Boom. Roasted. Ollie's boom roasted. Boom. Roasted. Derek Carr, maybe the best QB in the NFL right now, but even his parents can't remember if he's David or Derek. Boom. Roasted. Florida State is so bad that even Skechers wouldn't give them free shoes. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> I don't know if that might be that, – that, that last one might be a little too aged for some of our younger listeners out there who don't remember Steve Spurrier calling FSU Free Shoes University. I actually don't even remember that. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that was an old Spurrier press conference back in the 90s. And uh, they they kept referring to FSU, Florida State as FSU. And he said, what's what's FSU? What's FSU? And they, is that Free Shoes University? Is that what they got going on down there? Oh. Uh, and as we all know, I'm sure that all of the Florida schools were really on the up and up in terms of uh, uh, in, in terms of their behavior back then. So it's fine. Well, and speaking of old Florida State press conferences, did you pick up on the fact that um, Chip Kelly's uh, press conference from like two or three weeks ago after they beat Florida State about executing his team? That was an old like 1970, 1980s like throwback reference. No, I didn't. I didn't realize that. I bet that. But that was received a lot better back in the 70s or 80s. So, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't realize it right away. I had to dive into some of like the sub tweets on Twitter because um, then like some of the top like tweets were people pointing out and sharing the link to the quote. Um, but yeah, so that like the one that he got kind of written, not, did I say Chip Kelly? Did mm-hmm. I say, I did not. I know what you meant. Chip. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Thank you. Um, yeah, that execution one. But anyway. Yeah, so thanks for calling me out. I can't believe you didn't pick up on the uh, the high school and Saw 5 reference because I, I had to update Ollie's boom roasted just barely there. Um, but, I, 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 will, I will pay more attention to the, uh, to the adjectives that are being used. I'm sorry. Thank you. Appreciate it. But yeah, so going into um, just some of the awesome, awesome endings that we had this weekend. Uh, We'll start in college, that UCF-Louisville game. So as Brad said, we'll talk about the Two Pines stuff here in a little bit, but we were all hanging out one night. Brad, why don't we just get into the Two Pines? All of this is going to bleed bleed in. It's going to all bleed together. Let's just, just talk about the weekend. So I actually I have a lot to say, but like I'm 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 used to it. I would really like to hear your recap of the weekend. And I know that a lot of our listeners would be very curious to hear your recap of the weekend. And I will I will interject uh, where needed. Um, I will defend the one boom roasted 
about the cookies and the grease. I was unaware that there were five pounds of, uh, of pork grease at the bottom of that stove when I started preheating it. Uh, I do stand by my argument, though, that there's a world in which pork smoked cookies could taste good in, 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 the, right, uh, in the right setting. I might have been a little drunk. No. Maybe just a little. No. Yeah, no, that's not right. Um, all right. So my my summary of the weekend. Um, so for everybody that maybe didn't catch last week, so this is one of Brad's um, really good friends, and it's a collection of guys that are all connected through different ways, whether it's high school, college, post-grad life, um, just a random collection of 24 guys, and they do a big golf tournament. This is their third year running that they are raising money for charity. Uh, I got added last minute and I met most of them for the first time. I'd say that was kind of my first recap is I felt so fucking bad. I hate, hate, hate being the guy that has met you before, but it's in like a big social setting or it's in the middle of meeting like 40 different people and you kind of forget their name. So I show up to this thing. I get picked up. I'm, I haven't seen Brad flying to Grand Rapids, get a 45 minute drive to the middle of nowhere, Northern Michigan. Um, and I'm walking in, starting to introduce myself. And like the first two people that I meet, they're like, yeah, Tyler, what's up, man? We've met before. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> shit, man. Uh, but no, overall, it was, all the guys were great. Well, most of the guys were great. Um, <laughs> but the golf was, I would say, somewhat hilarious. So since it was a last minute ad for me and I was in Vegas with Anna, the, like right beforehand, I never really got the chance to um, send any clubs or plan around getting my clubs there. And for anyone that doesn't know me personally that listens to this, I'm 6'5", a pretty tall, lanky dude. So like just any old club is usually a little bit harder for me to use. And then I had to use kids clubs essentially for the entire first round. Um, so golfing was quite horrible for that first round, but still fun. Um, and then really the last thing, I guess until I'll let Brad jump in, cause I know there are a lot of big golf fans that listen to this and Ollie, especially I cannot hype up the course that we golfed on Sunday enough to any, to any big golfer that likes to do trips. I've always heard about Northern Michigan golf, never actually experienced it. So the course that we golfed was called the American Dunes Golf Course. Um, it is a charity called the Folds of Honor um, is what is uh, kind of sponsored by it. Jack Nicholas designed the course and waived his $4 million design fee, which is really cool. I just, anybody that's looking into ever doing a Northern Michigan trip, this course just got done two years ago it's real big inauguration was actually just this year on may 1st because covid delayed a lot of things so really their big one was just this year this course i think will take off i'm not exactly the judge for the best golf um in the world but this course was stunning it was really meaningful each each hole had a dedicated plaque to one of the recipients of the charity as well as one of the majors uh that jack nicholas had won he wrote a little story about um so that was really cool um, let's see, Brad, what else? They made me sleep on an air mattress. So yeah, I got to make you sleep on an air mattress. I got that about, is. I got about 90 minutes. I only got about 90 minute segments of sleep in for the weekend. Um, so it's really a shocker that I'm not crankier or wasn't, um, meaner to the guys, but I survived. Um, oh, my last thing. 
So I did grow. So I grew up in the Chicagoland area. I did a couple of high school trips to the Indiana Dunes and the Michigan Dunes, um, which essentially Nebraskans can kind of relate. It's I, I assume it's kind of like the sand hills, obviously just without the water. Um, but it's essentially just it's like you're at a beach, right? Not it's not um, anything too too fancy, but it's really cool. This piece of land that we're on was just stunning, and obviously it has a, had a really nice uh, access to the water. Which again, you basically just feel like you're at the ocean because like Michigan's so huge. And we there was this sandbar that a bunch of the guys were swimming out to. Um, and Ollie, you and I worked together up in Maine. We were lifeguards. I'm a pretty above average swimmer. Um, that's not really that big of a problem for me, even when I'm this out of shape, but um, not that hard. When I swam back from this sandbar that was maybe 200 feet away, Brad, I didn't even tell you this. I didn't really talk to anyone about it. I thought my heart was going to explode. It was pounding out of my chest. And I had already set the preface to the group that I, I really like my me time. So I might just bail on you guys and go hang out by myself for like 20 minutes. Um, so I literally just walked off of the beach and back to the house and just hung out by myself, trying to calm myself down and get my breathing under control. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad you didn't die. That's good. Yes. And I would have been kind of mad at you. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, I don't know what the life insurance policy is like. So, you know, maybe she would have been fine with it, but probably not. Um, but she so you missed. Did you miss Greg lighting his stuff on fire? No, I was I was there for that still. Okay. Thank God. So, yeah, so, you got to tell that quick story. I- important to note, we you know, we're all we all jump in the water. It's kind of a tradition after the uh, after the second day of golf. We do a little trophy ceremony down by the beach, champagne shower, and then everybody jumps in the water. Um, a few of us had already lit cigars. Um, one of the uh, one of the participants here, uh, Greg, decided to put his cigar down in, in a safe way. But his shirt blew onto the cigar caught on fire, which then caught his phone on fire and his very, very nice watch on fire, which is not what you want, um, especially after failing to beat somebody in golf okay. who is not nearly as good at golf as he is. Can I throw a red flag real quick? Because I, I, I wasn't around to see hear all the details. But just the way you described that situation and starting off by saying he put down the cigar in a safe way and then continued to list off all the things that burned. Um, what do you mean by he put it down in a safe way? Because I saw that essentially it was like a, a chair. It was a cup holder of one of the lawn chairs that kind of burned through. Is that where the cigar was? What happened? I, you know, we don't have any video evidence, but my understanding is that it was on the ground and that his uh, either it fell onto his shirt or his shirt blew into it. I mean, it was windy down there. And then it was that then uh, provided a conduit to the other uh, far more valuable items that were there. Got it. Um, OK, but he handled he handled it well, um, I would say, you know, again, that yeah, was probably this the, is. This is just another topic. I have not hung around a group of guys that enjoy cigars as much as you guys like. That was a very casual, hey, we're just going to smoke like four stogies each almost yeah. like a night. Um, yeah, again, that, that's just not my – and that's not my vice by any means. But um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean it's it's just kind of – Not, not a thing not I a knock at all, just a little bit no. different. You know, we, we I can't smoke cigars in the golf course. That screws with my game. It screws with my head. Greg was smart and trying to offer me cigars while I was golfing to try to throw <laughs> me off. Um, I did not. I did not accept. But 
Yeah, see, uh, if yeah, I smoke I mean, a cigar, my head feels like it feels like it weighs about a thousand pounds, and oh, yeah. especially yeah, after a few cocktails or something. If yeah. I do two in a night, I'm okay. Three in a Ooh. night, I don't feel great. Really, don't feel good. Breaking news. I just saw that uh, somebody from Sex in the City just died who's 57 years old. Ah, you could name pretty much anybody and I wouldn't know who they were. Neither did I, but it just uh, scrolled across my computer. So I thought it'd be really cool to break news on a delayed podcast that everyone's going to hear in 16 hours. Well, you know what? The people who listen to our podcast will probably be surprised by that news in 16 hours because they won't be paying attention. <laughs> That's to true. City deaths. I, and uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not breaking which one it is. I just saw oh, the good. highlight. That yeah, no spoilers. Someone, yeah, one of them. Yeah. So look, look uh, into that and let me know. Yeah, the weekend was awesome. Uh, you know, I described to you guys that this is a really special place. Uh, this, you know, this lake house and this lake and everything have held, you know, at least to me and I know to a lot of my friends, uh, a lot of significance. And this is it was really actually very meaningful to get Tyler up there um, just because, you know, he's he's official. You know, it's bloodlines. He's in the family now. Uh, my my other brother-in-law is up there. I mean, and, and like, you know, we're all just one big family. I think I said uh, a couple podcasts ago, uh, you know, we just really like each other and, you know, you get a bunch of emails and everything, but we're just, we just generally like each other. Um, so it was cool. Like it was just, I hadn't seen, you met Price, who's our German listener. I hadn't seen him in two years. There's a few of these guys I hadn't seen in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you, you appreciate that as you get older. Um, not that I'm old, but I feel like it sometimes, uh, the, the food was amazing. I don't know, um, what oh, your thoughts yeah. were on the, uh, on the Zikra barbecue experience, but that is, so I always on, come back and I'm like, all right, I need to just like not eat for about a month to get that off of me. But man, is it worth it? Am I on delay? You can hear me, right? Yeah, now I can. Okay, cool. So yeah, on the Zikra experience, more just on the food experience in general, this is one thing that I noted. So on this trip, Ollie, they essentially just eat like one time a day. They, they eat just at 10 o'clock at night. So there's one guy, Zikra, he, he smokes meat and he's a very dedicated increase. It was really good. All the meat was incredible, but it's just like, we would have it later in the night. Cause obviously we're golfing during the day. He has stuff to do when he gets back. It wasn't a knock at all, but like, that was pretty much like the only meal at night. Um, Did you not get upstairs for breakfast? I made breakfast every morning. The looks that Brad is giving right now that no like, Ali, you're, you're crazy. I huge breakfast every day. What do you mean you made breakfast every day? There was eggs and bacon and bagels every single morning upstairs. I, I remember. I rem- okay, may, okay, maybe this is an indictment on me because I don't do like bagels or any like like bready type stuff in the morning. I do remember you making bacon that last morning. I do remember that. Um, the bacon was just a, whatever, whatever. Not not the end of the world. Back to giving Zikra some compliments. Yeah. Um, I remember I remember saying in the middle of the day that I once heard. Um, from my travels, no idea when I heard this, but if you ever get like a Wagyu hot dog or a Wagyu burger or a Wagyu whatever, um, you're not supposed to get that because it's essentially diluted. Um, you're just supposed to get like the pure Wagyu steak. Uh, maybe that's something you can look up if that's a, fa- a myth or a fact, Dolly. Um, and so Zikra made this Wagyu brisket 
And I heard it was a Wagyu brisket like earlier on in the day. And I was like, I don't know. I heard that, you know, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. Whoever told me that is fucking wrong because this brisket <laughs> and I have a couple of friends that make really, really good briskets and smoked meat. Uh, shout out Jenkins and Anod. Uh, this smoked Wagyu brisket was fucking incredible and so worth the wait of Zikra being too drunk to get it up to the temperature that he wanted it at. And Just then cut it at every- Zikra being too drunk to get it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and that was what Brad was referencing with grease dripping to the bottom of the oven and then him, you know, go- cooking up cookies late night, yada, yada, yada. Anyway. Um, Were yeah. you downstairs just, for when when two of the people learned they did not get dinner? No, I was oh not. Oh, my God. It was amazing. So so Mark night? and Tom, uh, the second night. After so the, 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 bris- the brisket. brisket night. So Mark and Tom were playing darts downstairs and I could I could live without the the pork was still good, but I could live without it. I would fucking kill myself if I missed that Wagyu brisket. That's exactly how I felt. And oh, my I, God. It was it was to die for. Mark won't listen to this because he has to listen to me talk all day, which makes it even better that you just said that because he came out and he's like, God, I'm getting starving. When's dinner? We're all sitting downstairs. We could not be more full. We are stuffed to the brim with meat. <laughs> and he's like. Yeah, I'm starving. We're like, dude, we ate like two and a half hours ago. What the fuck are you talking about? And, oh and the look on his face was like you had just told a kid that <laughs> Christmas had been canceled. It was the most sincere, sad look that a grown ass man can give. He His face dropped. It was not like a fake indignation. It was like, I just missed out. And then as he's going through this, Andrew Lindsay comes downstairs with the last piece of the brisket gnawing <laughs> on it. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so full. But I just like I had to I had to get one more piece. And oh, I thought he was going to cry. I really thought Mark might actually shed a tear. And if I'd missed that, I, I, I might have, too. Yeah, I, I guess I'm with you. I really hope Mark's not listening to this then um, because I ate enough brisket to like the point of having to throw up. I ate so much. It was because I, I and, and this and this is again, I didn't really eat that much on this trip other than like the brisket meal. I, I'm, I'm kind of a picky eater right now because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with my digestive system. Um, but I just pigged out when that brisket came out and it was worth every single bite and every dry yeah that I had in the morning. It was so good. It was so good. All in all, um, uh, oh, I had a great but, time. I always do. I hope you enjoyed yourself as well. You are now officially in the club. You're invited back every single year and your, uh, uh, your ability to decline will require an outstanding excuse. Like, uh, I mean, death is not necessarily an out for this. No. And, and to be honest, I think I'm picking up on golf. Like, I think I might be good now. So yeah. let's let's get a year in, under your belt. Let's get some work in and, uh, you know, get you into the, uh, you know, the top third of the draft, top three, two thirds of the draft. So people that, yeah, and people have golf with me before. No, I'm, I'm pretty much like the most below average golfer. Like I'm not the worst golfer in the world, but I'm not exactly average either. I'm kind of in the middle, but I'm going to keep pace of play, have a good time. But man, do I love my three and four hybrid. Those are like the only two clubs that I can really hit. Um, and on the second day of this golf tournament, I was in, cause those were the only, I, grab somebody else's clubs out of the other bag um, instead of using children's clubs for the entire second day at this gorgeous, expensive American Dunes golf course. Um, Basically just hitting this three hybrid anywhere from 90 yards to 250 yards. Um, So that's pretty much my game until I figure out how to hit an iron shot. So uh, hopefully somebody can teach me how to do that one day. 
Yeah. Um, oh, late night fun stuff. UCF Louisville. That was, I think that was the same night as the brisket, Brad. Um, back to yeah, gambling great, topics. Great ending. Oh, I think you texted Ollie like excitedly at like 1130 at night. Well, Brad, do you remember we, uh, we were, so we we went into the night not sure what games we were going to go with because it was what Illinois Maryland as well yeah. and we decided to go with Louisville last second who were dogs uh, with each other and then for anyone who didn't see this uh, Brad do you remember do you want to explain what happened? Uh, if you have a better memory of it than I do, uh, my brain was soaked in in tequila, whiskey, beer, white claw, <laughs> high noon, and other substances. So just in case anyone missed it, because it was late Friday night, uh, maybe it was late Saturday. No, it was definitely Friday night. It was Friday. Um, yeah, it was late Friday night. This game, this ending was so fucking cool. So um, Louisville has the ball with a little over a minute left. The game's tied. They're on their own. Let's call it about the 30, 40 yard line. They're driving the field. UCF player makes UCF defensive end, makes an incredible play, tips the pass and intercepts it. So UCF has the ball on the Louisville side of the field with, I think it was a little over 30, 40 seconds left at that time. Really only needing about five, 10 yards to get into field goal range to win the game. Game. The very next play, they throw a pick six to Louisville and Louisville essentially walks it off um, and they win the game. It was like eight seconds left. That was such an incredible finish. I have Giants, Vikings. Can, it, wait, wait, and, can we go back to UCF Louisville real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Louisville, Louisville, sorry, not Louisville. Um, the UCF Louisville, uh, we all bet that, you know, you, you and I were on, uh, uh, on Louisville and um, – Greg was on Louisville. And so Andrew, again, Andrew Lindsay, who the uh, this is probably his karma for what he did the next night of taking that brisket. He asked Greg, hey, who are we taking in his game? And Greg says, uh, yeah, I think Brad likes the the, the team playing uh, the team playing Louisville, um, which was UCF. So yeah. Lindsay was on UCF thinking he's going to get a W out of this and suddenly did not. Yikes. Actually, that brings up a good point. How do you pronounce the capital of Kentucky? Is it Louisville or Louisville? It's Frankfurt. Oh, nice. Listen, Tyler, they dragged me in front of a bunch of eighth graders when I was in first grade because I knew all my states and capitals. Don't even come at me with that. Oh, man, that's like one of my favorite dad jokes that I've been saying ever since I took one <laughs> flight to Louisville and a Southwest flight attendant on a 920 a.m. flight hit me with that one. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And because I was one of the few on the plane that did know that it was Frankfurt. Nice. So all, the, all these redneck idiots are screaming Louisville and Louisville. Um, and then there was me, you know, smoking a cigar nine years old with my pinky <laughs> up and knowing the answer. Well, actually. Yeah. But uh, um, what else? Oh, Matt Corral dominated. Fucking love that guy. I really think he might be the number one quarterback taken that over. Uh, we didn't stay up for it, but I remember I told you late night. So we went like five and one on that Friday. Yeah, um, the Huskers. Yeah, we should probably talk about a pretty big game that we care about. Nebraska, Oklahoma. Ollie, what did you do for the game, actually? I know we weren't really texting very much during the game because we were golfing a lot. But what were you doing? Uh, I was just at my parents' house watching it. So pretty low key. Yeah. I I actually didn't watch the game. I was just following it on GameCast. Um, I was I was busy uh, playing mental uh, mental pool with uh, with Greg, trying to keep him off his golf game. Mm -hmm. uh, so really needed that uh, that level of focus. But I was just I was just keeping track of it and then checking highlights when I could. 
So essentially, Brad, you called it. It was the under, um, mm-hmm. which we defended with some of your friends. I think Greg being one of them talking shit about Nebraska's defense. Nebraska's defense is the reason to watch Nebraska this it's year. It's good. That's what, good. Ty Robinson, Cam Taylor, as long as they just don't have those targeting penalties and some, you know, show a little bit of discipline. This defense has skill all over the place. Um, I don't know how far it can take them, but they played well enough to keep it in. Oh, you also called that Spencer Rattler and Oklahoma just aren't the Oklahoma that that we've been experiencing with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield in the last five years. Um, But I don't know. Did you see the line? For the, so for the I, I want to talk about this and I'm going to hit on it in the Thursday podcast. But yeah, uh, I think I think we're going to cover. I think we're probably going to win only based on the line, not based on anything else. So is, uh, so S&P Plus, which is the mm-hmm. only metric I really use. It's like the advanced stat that I like S&P Plus, Bill Conley's thing. They have Nebraska ranked ahead of Michigan State. And they have Nebraska ranked 39, Michigan State 40. Michigan State is a ranked football team. And everybody thinks Nebraska sucks. Like nobody in the country thinks Nebraska is even remotely decent. Our best wins, our only wins are Fordham and Buffalo. And people are going to look at that Oklahoma game and be like, oh, rivalry game, you know, classic, blah, 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 blah. Nobody realizes that like we missed two field goals and an extra point that we could have won that game or it could have been even more competitive. But when Vegas puts a line out like that, all right. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. When Vegas puts a line out like that, that is a and it's hard for me to separate my biases from Nebraska. Although at this point, like my bias is basically like, no, 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 we're not good. But that is a uh, you know a ranked team against a team the public perceives to be bad. That makes me think we're going to uh, to cover that five point spread. Okay. I remember taking a screenshot of this. I don't have it pulled up right now, but I remember I might have sent it to you even, Brad. Before the season started, my local bookie had like Nebraska's basically full season uh, available to bet on. So you could have bet the Michigan game and the lines were really close. I remember screenshotting it because it Nebraska was essentially a, a field goal, let's say a three, four or five point favorite or underdog in almost every game in like mm-hmm. the big 10 slate other than Ohio state, which I thought was incredible. I thought that showed how much Vegas respected them. So I would agree with you normally in terms of that line, but I think Vegas – I think they already had this set in stone. I think it was already about this this line, and Michigan State has looked pretty darn good. So, God, I don't know. I'm going to change my mind and 1,000% take Huskers and money line later. Um, I'm just saying that this line – it was about this before the season started. So all of these factors, I don't think – much has really changed in the eyes of Vegas. Um, and essentially, I mean, let's, uh, we know all they're doing is just trying to entice gambling. Yeah. That's and all, that's all they're really doing. But the I think, so I think this changed. line will, this line entices gambling. That's for sure. Yeah. The biggest thing that's changed is the number 24 next to Michigan state's name. That's the biggest thing that's changed. Yeah. Number two, I thought they're number 20. Yeah. But anyway, the, whatever there. number it is that begins. Yeah. With two. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. The, we'll see. I, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm prepared to be hurt. That's that. That's pretty much what I was just going to say. Is like I, the Huskers are my most, my most fragile fandom, and I've been successfully checked out for about two and a half weeks. And if they reel me back in with a win on the road up in East Lansing, 
I might have to go up to Madison and start doing some road trips again this year because the boys might be back. Oh, this I mean, that's that's a terrible idea, because the second they beat Michigan State, I don't know who we play next, but we're definitely going to lose. I think it's like Purdue. I think we I think we have a layup after that. I think it's Northwestern. It is Northwestern. Who's who's down this year. And then we get Michigan at home. Could you imagine us being four and two Michigan five and oh coming to Lincoln? Us having a a game that matters for the first and you'll be here. We can do a live recording outside of Memorial Stadium. Let mark your calendars, people. October 9th, Nebraska, Michigan. It might be two ranked teams going into that battle. Wow, I just talked myself back into Nebraska really quick. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's let's get into defending our stupidity here, I think, uh, just to make sure we don't go uh, all night. All righty. Um... Well, I kind of reference mine briefly for my Caesars last stand. I defend the fact that I did tell you guys that I think the Raiders were going to win on Sunday morning. I did not say I'm changing my bloodline super contest pick. I was just telling you I woke up. I got a feeling I was Brad. I was literally just standing above the L stop watching this flood of Bears fans walk towards Soldier Field. And I was like. I think the Raiders are going to win today. And like 30 seconds later, my buddy J-Man, who's a really big Raiders fan, texts me that the world's a better place when the Bears and Raiders are both winning. So I was like, well, that's about it. And uh, yeah, that was my Caesars last stand that I'm sorry, J-Man everybody. I'm a huge fan of uh, Reagan in the 80s then because that was about the last time both of those things happened. Uh, the- boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. Uh, I will say, because you felt that gut feeling and I was violently hung over on the car ride home, uh, I uh, I parlayed the uh, the Raiders and I think I did the under for that game and uh, made not a huge play, but made a nice little chunk of change off that one. So I appreciate your gut instinct, but that doesn't mean that you get to uh, not that you said you wanted to change it then, but don't get to change it ever. Card laid is a card played. Yeah, I'm not expecting um, to be able to change it. Oh, my last knock on TPI, card laid is a card played. You told me there would be Euchre played. Nobody wanted to play cards on this trip. I was very bummed out about that. Sorry. Well, that was it. Just we, can, everybody who's listening, we got to have cards out more often. Euchre, some late night poker, late night pitch tournaments, something. I think that would help. This is the first year we haven't done any poker or anything like that. Um, I think everybody just wanted to be outside. And like we had perfect weather. So I think that that contributed to it is people just wanted to be outside. Weather was great. Yep. Um, my, I don't really have a great defense other than for the Washington football team under other than I like their defense. And I just don't think Daniel Jones is a very good quarterback. And so I thought their defense is good Ooh. and Daniel Jones is bad. And that seems like a good combo. Okay, this is this this is actually a phenomenal segue because these are two questions that I would want to ask you. So I told you before the year, and we agreed that we thought Washington had the best defense in the NFL. Um, arguably with Steelers and who else did we talk about up there? Um, the Rams. Rams good too for sure. So without Fitzpatrick. I mean, they didn't really have a quarterback last year either. I thought they were going to be a much sneakier, frisky team. I'm already questioning how to gamble on this football team when I was expecting to bet the unders like almost every week. And then I'm actually against you. So my first question, how much do you trust the defense right now to hold that, to can, to let that team win some football games, to carry them Not to win much. some football games? Not much from and, what I saw. And then number two, why don't you like Daniel Jones? That guy's like top five in fantasy scoring right now. He's with a field goal kicker. He's two and oh. Yeah, but if you if we're going to operate on top five in fantasy scoring, that's a different metric. I just don't think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I think he makes bad decisions. 
Um, I don't know that that's the the best way to evaluate. I will say I do have an over on Daniel Jones passing yards for the year of thirty eight hundred. Uh, I, I feel good about bet. that. I think it's um, but I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm not a fan. I like his speed. I think that's the the most underrated thing about him is he can actually move a little bit. But Ooh. you know um, what? Yeah, th- those are all good points. And something we, team we already talked about, he plays the Falcons at home this week. Maybe a sneaky Probably. over. Maybe a sneaky, a sneaky over. over. I like yeah. that. Maybe I we'll pocket that, that one. one. You'll yep. remember to talk about that. I will definitely forget that by Thursday. I already forgot what we're talking about. Perfect. Um, so that's, yeah, I don't really have a great defense. Though. That was my logic. Um, that was the That was the one that I felt most confident in that I missed. So here we are. Uh, let's see. We've got we've got the Hup pool. Hup up, Three and three week for us uh, here. We'll just run through uh, run through briefly. Uh, we hit on the Cowboys, uh, the Nebraska under, which I loved, and uh, Notre Dame, uh, which is the Bill Kirschenbaum special. Yep. Um, USC and, probably uh, next week. Yeah. Missed on the Seahawks. I'm stunned we missed on the Browns. That was a shockingly close game. I mean, even though I think they missed covering by a very small margin, they didn't cover. I thought that was going to be an absolute blowout. Yeah, they won. Uh, I think they won by 10. Line was like yeah. 11 or 12. Yeah. Uh, and then Florida State um, losing to Wake Forest. Uh, I'm not surprised. Now, they got blown like out. To begin with. Blown out by Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, the the tradition of him continuing to pick teams that were relevant in the nineties continues. Just traditional as, powers. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, so and he, he, I believe he's on Nebraska again this week, which I which I do like, and I can't remember what his second pick was this week, but uh, I love Philadelphia was his second. Oh yeah, pick this week. I like both of his picks this week actually. See, uh, I, I liked the Nebraska pick as we already talked about that we're already getting a little too excited about them, but yeah. I love the Cowboys this week. I think it's yeah. Monday night football or Sunday night football that it's uh, Wait, I didn't know it was a primetime game. That kind of changes my thoughts on it. And I think it's Monday night football Eagles at Cowboys. And I think this is the game. The Cowboys are like, we are the team in the NFC East and they're far and away better. As long as Dak yeah. stays healthy. Also shockingly, they got a little bit better without Dexter Lawrence at defensive end. I don't know how much of that game you watched. They moved Micah Parsons from outside linebacker to the three technique and they put him at the end. And that really changed their defense to a much more. They, they played nickel a lot more often, had guys flying around Cowboys defense. They were consistently laughed at last year as the worst passing defense. Their cornerbacks. I mean, you and I could have got 100 yards receiving against them. I don't know this. The Cowboys defense maybe don't be as quick to hit that over button in their games just because they might be a little sneaky. Um, All right. I'm into that. But yeah. Oh, and then that Seahawks. What do you think about? Maybe this is something we didn't touch base on too much real quick. The taunting penalties that really affected the Seahawk Titan game. I, I, is there anybody who is a fan of the way these taunting penalties are being enforced? I'm fine with a taunting penalty. If you physically stand over somebody and like get in their face and flex on them and like are really degrading about it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Okay. And I get that the point of the taunting penalties is so that the, the kids don't do it. But if you're playing an emotional sport where your goal is to collide with other people or to beat somebody who's trying to collide with you and you get up after that and you flex a little bit and you yell 
Like, what what are we doing here if you're yeah. not going to be allowed to do that? I don't understand it. And the stuff that got called in that game was so ticky-tack. I mean, the guy wasn't even – in one of the instances, he wasn't even facing him. He's just, like, mm-hmm. stepping away. He didn't walk yeah. over him. This wasn't this wasn't Tyron Lue and AI. This was just a regular old, like, you made a good play. You celebrated it. Nobody was offended by anything except for the one ref who got a participation trophy seven years ago and thought it was the greatest moment of his life. Yep. Exactly. It, it's just giving the referees another excuse to flex their muscles and throw their arms in another direction. It's completely, completely ridiculous how dramatic they've been with it so far. I think the one that you're referencing, Brad, actually was the Seattle cornerback um, mm-hmm. because that was in the fourth quarter, kind of what I was referencing. I They should have hit and covered that, no problem. That was on fourth down um, that that guy did that little like arm the yeah, arm just- gesture. and But he was like four or five yards away from the guy in that that totally changed the game um but yeah so hup pool how and how are we doing in that are we still kind of hanging way at the bottom well you know we got a little ground to make up after starting one and five on the year yeah. but we're still uh, hanging around 500 right now yeah we're just we're, we're we're clawing our way up it's a long season we need you gotta win if you want to make some money in the hub pool you need to win a week so we gotta we need to get a five and one or a six and oh under our belt yeah. and then uh, we need to start popping off some consistent four and twos you just go yep. four and two four and two you go single double single double and you try to pop a homer every once in a while great so we're just we're staying away from the current baseball game and we're making sure that we're just going to keep ticky tacking along get some singles then guy first to third bunt a guy home that's what we're looking for yeah maybe maybe you steal second you get a nice backdoor cover awesome love it yep all right um well this is the uh i I don't how have we done with our midweek picks are we good at midweek picks are we just trying to like kind of jam things in here so actually, we've been we've been sneakily really good because I've hit okay. the last two Thursday. I mean, Ollie and I both had the Giants last week because um, I know they they covered on their Thursday night football. They were plus three and a half, I believe it was, and that was that missed field goal. They only lost by one to yeah. the football team. Um, and then again this week, when it comes to NFL. Whew, I might be looking right about this Panthers squad. And I'm wondering if I have one more week to get another cover out of them before the country starts realizing that this is a pretty good football team. As long as Christian McCaffrey is healthy, Sam Darnold is just a massive upgrade at quarterback. I'm, I'm not saying the guy is, you know, top 15 or anything, but he's a formidable quarterback. I'd rather have Sam Darnold than Andy Dalton. That's for no question. Um, and him with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. I know I've listed off the players before. That's a, that team's looking good. So my midweek picks Panthers first half minus four Panthers minus eight. It's against Davis mills, the backup because Tyrod Taylor has another rib injury. Unfortunately for him, the guy just cannot catch a break and stay healthy for more than one or two weeks when he's finally a starter. Um, and then my last one is Liberty minus six. Can't remember exactly who they were playing, but I saw a tweet about this today that I wanted to talk to you guys about. I saw that the Liberty quarterback Malik Willis is plus seven fifty to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. What? Yeah, I did the same thing. So he is one of the quarterbacks that is um, going to be, you know, eligible and might get up there. But some people are saying and betting him up to be the next Zach Wilson, where he's skyrocketing up the board. um, And he's just one of those classic athletic quarterbacks that might transition to what the new NFL is becoming, i.e. Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, etc. 
Interesting. All right. Um, I'm with you on uh, on Carolina minus eight. Um, I had that in the <laughs> spreadsheet, but forgot to update the, the document. So that's why uh, I just put that in there. Um, I like Carolina, Carolina minus eight as well. I, I, I still think the country's sleeping on them. I think that should be probably 10 or 11. So I'm in on that. Uh, I liked what I saw from them in their game. Uh, I think that I agree with you. I think Darnold, Darnold is not a great quarterback, but he's fine. Like he's more, he's more than acceptable for what they're trying to do. And you have Christian McCaffrey, uh, you don't need an elite quarterback. And I think that he can get the job done there to <clears throat> now your coughing is hitting me, uh, to really make a run there. Uh, and then I like, uh, I like middle Tennessee state, um, Middle Tennessee State plus three is, uh, is something I enjoy. They uh, they played Tennessee themselves very tight uh, not too long ago. Tennessee pulled away in the end, but uh, I think that um, – uh, no, excuse me, not Tennessee, Virginia Tech. They played them tight. But Charlotte has still a lot of the shine from that Kansas win from a couple weeks ago. Uh, people think that Charlotte is kind of the new hotness. And if you were looking at this and, you know, again, you're I, I like to bet my narratives and the narrative is Charlotte. Great team. You beat it. You know, they beat a power five conference team. Everybody's giving them uh, give them a lot of love. Uh, Middle Tennessee's on the road and they're uh, they're getting uh, three point. That that seems like something Charlotte should be favored by a touchdown. in at least that's kind of a fishy line. So uh, I'm going to take uh, Middle Tennessee State there. Um or no, excuse me. Is it Middle Tennessee or Middle Tennessee State? See, this is this is not important. Middle Tennessee State. I just want to know exactly which adjectives I need here. MTSU. MTSU, the blue team. Yeah. Do you know their mascot? Middle Tennessee State. Oh, gosh. I'm usually pretty good at this game. This and this this one, I just saw this when I was looking up there. This is way out there. Yeah, it's slipping my mind right now. The Blue Raiders, not to be confused with the Red Raiders. I literally had Raider in my head a little bit. I don't know why. I don't know. Mm. Um, that was actually a game that uh, my dad and my brother, like when we would take the train into the city, that was like a fun game that we would play with him where we'd have him basically just say a college and him mm. and I would try to name the nickname faster, you know, make sure like we could it. name all of them. Yeah. I like it. Tyler, cool. you remember, right, you, remember Tyler, you remember Justin Sperber from uh, Cedar? Yeah, I pay for his uh, March Madness uh, analytics every year. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I speaking of you know guessing uh, guessing names, um, the kid kids on the bus when we would go on day trips, they would throw any player at him in the NBA, and he'd be able to tell you where they went to high school, where they went to college, where they're playing in the NBA now, and every stat in between wild stuff. Damn. Yeah. So if there, if there's anybody out there, that's a basketball, just a basketball nerd, big basketball fan, I would say, especially college basketball, um, and is interested in analytics. Um, he doesn't necessarily spend his time on gambling related stuff. It's really like a true breakdown of college basketball. Um, his company is called hoop vision. And they release like a big um, analytics of every matchup of March Madness that he does on like each team. It's incredibly well done. He's also a really good follow on Twitter, HoopVision68. Um, haven't seen or talked to him in nine years, but there you go, Sperber. There's a nice little shout out for your business there, pal. 
Boom. Uh, and then my midweek pick, uh, I'm taking Marshall and App State, the over uh, 60, that one. Yeah, App State, I, they, I think this is one of their down years. That's, but they're still a really consistent program. Um, I just know that you know they were in the top 25 last year along with Coastal Carolina. Um, I, I guess we'll always fun to root for points. points. I'll yeah. pop on that with you yeah, I mean, both 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 teams have been putting up uh, putting up some numbers this year, so we'll see if it's a big offensive showdown on on Thursday. Do we miss anything else, Sandro? Sandro, uh, yeah, got it. <laughs> Sandro, Sandro, uh, yeah. It Alessandro is is my name. Tyler has always called me Sandro. He's like one of very very few people that call me Sandro. Uh, Brad oh. uh, likes to put a little twist of Sandro on it. Uh, so, um, I didn't, I didn't know that actually. How many people call you Sandro? Like, I don't know. You're maybe like two, one, oh, two, nice. three. Like you're, yeah. Cool. No one I else really like, calls me Sandro at all. That's like what I like mainly call you too. I feel like, um, that was one of the weirdest things about this weekend, Ollie. Nobody called me hammock. So like the whole weekend I was either Bill or Tyler or Brad's brother-in-law, or any of the other million nicknames that I probably got for things that I had done over the weekend. Nobody called me Hammock. It was, that hasn't happened, I, I don't even, maybe my whole life, other than going to like a family reunion when everyone just calls me Ty. Like everybody in my life pretty much calls me Tyler, uh, or I mean Hammock. Uh, very rarely do I just get the straight Tyler call. Um, so that was kind of an interesting twist on the weekend. Hopefully them listening to the podcast for another year, I can just go by my straight hammock going forward. Um, but I think some of those guys will probably want to stick to the tradition of Bill, but I guess we'll see. Hey, love, a good, love a good hammock, love a good hand bone. Did you say um, Bill's not going to die? Uh, wonderful. But hey. some, uh, some, some quick uh, loose ends to tie up just from this episode. First one, uh, Sex in the City star was Willie uh, Garrison or Garson, uh, and Tyler, I'm sure you know him very well. He played Mozzie in white collar. Oh my gosh. No, that's so sad. Now you just ruined his night. Great job, Ollie. Uh, I, I had no idea he was in sex in the city. He was, he also made an appearance on friends. Um, he was the, in the new roommate building, you know, when everyone hates Ross. Oh yeah. He was trying to collect the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The hundred bucks. yeah. For the retirement party. Yeah. Um, oh, man, that's really, really sad. Shoot. Yeah. Sorry to end it on a bummer, everyone. No, well, rest in peace, Willie Garson. Uh, uh, jumping into our second, Michigan State, they are ranked number 20. So confirmed there. 20. Okay, please. Uh, Liberty, they play Syracuse on Friday. Okay. Nice. And, yeah, it's a little Friday 7 p.m. game. Uh, and we got our locks calculated up. So, Tyler, you are at um, – actually, we can start with me. We'll start at the bottom. Uh, 25% of my, my locks. I'm one for four. Uh, Tyler, you are at 55%. You're six for 11. And Brad, you are kind of crushing it here. You're at 86% for your locks. Six. It four, seems like seven. it's good. Seems like it's good. We'll, we'll see if, uh, if you can hang on. And the last bit, and, you know, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. We're not a fantasy football podcast, but I'm just curious how you how you boys did because I, I, took, uh, I took an L. I'm one for one on the season now. How are you guys doing? I got a W. Uh, I made a trade earlier in the week. I traded uh, Daryl Henderson for Justin Jefferson. Um, pretty happy with how that worked out for me. 
Uh, you one, got Justin Jefferson a, in return? I got Justin Jefferson in return. Yeah, I'd say that was the better end of the, that trade, too. You hear that, Lindsay? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, got uh, got that and then uh, had, a, had a nice week. I had it pretty well wrapped up. Uh, Going into Sunday night, it was uh, it was my kicker versus his kicker, so that's usually a good sign that I'm not going to get outscored by 20 points. Oh, you still play with kickers? Is this your first year playing fantasy football? Uh, yeah, we play with kickers, and if I had my way, we would play with only kickers. Oh gosh, that's just trash. I, I'm like close to voting to get rid of defenses because I can't stand when like 19 points on a defense ruins a week. Um, but uh, fantasy wise, yeah, my main league, I actually get did get a win, uh, went one one, beat Devin. Um, my the camp league though, Ollie, I got to, I went to bed up like twenty over Laz, but he had um, Kamara. No, who went off? Uh, Aaron Jones on Monday Night Football, who had Jones, those four yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, four, yeah, four touchdowns. Yeah, so I got smoked and lost that week, but doing all right. Cool. That's it for me. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody, on the Bloodlines podcast. Uh, for myself, Brad Kirschenbaum, and uh, that guy out there in Omaha, Nebraska. Those guys out there in Omaha, Nebraska. Tyler Hammock and Producee Ali. Uh, you guys have a great night. Keep gambling and come back uh, next Thursday for some aggressively mediocre picks and uh, different things that you can fade. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you soon. Hug it. Chug it. Football. Football. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all